Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and join me and my sister, Carla, and then get ready to brew your brain, sharpen your wit, and enrich your faith. We'll give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. Hey, good morning, Carla. Good morning, John. Good morning, Daily Grind friends. Last week of November. Not even a full week. Ah, which means all things are winding down and ramping up all at the same time. (laughs) Yes, yes. Simultaneously. If these two things can happen at the same time, it's kind of like how you sit up and sit down at the same time. Right? Uh, Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. So uh, it is Monday. November 27th, and on this date, in 1095, Pope Urban II declared the first crusade at the Council of Clement. Uh, in hindsight, probably a mistake. Idea. <laughs> and on this date, in 1826, chemist John Walker invented the friction match in England. What? Okay. Yeah. You know, where you can yeah, strike a match. Strike a match. Yeah. Chemistry at work for you. Cool. On this date in 1927, the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was held in New York City. Oh, wow. And on this date in 1973, the Senate voted 92 to 3 to confirm Gerald Ford as vice president of the United States, according to the 25th Amendment. Because remember, Spiro Agnew, Agnew resigned, resigned, Ooh. and then Nixon resigned, and we, yeah. So anyway, secession's working right there. Ooh. November twenty seventh is National Bavarian Cream Pie Day. Oh, what a way to start the week! Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's National Electric Guitar Day. That's exciting, also. It's National Pins and Needles Day. Oh, that's prickly. (laughs) It's Turtle Adoption Day. Oh. Oh, yeah. And it's Pie in the Face. Carla! What? Pie pie in the Face (laughs) Day is, like, symbolic. Oh, good grief. Okay. We'll have to cut and come back. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that pie in the face. Okay. Now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. The world record for the longest breath held voluntarily. Okay, now, I'm sorry. That title for a world record means, like, is there an involuntary record? (laughs) What is is entailed in that? What's the difference? How much longer is it when it's involuntary? But the world record for the longest breath held voluntarily was achieved by Alex Sergu Vendrell, a freediver who held his breath for 24 minutes, Mm. 3.45 seconds. I got a lot of questions about that. That's that's super human. Yes. 24 minutes. Yeah, I don't know about that. So the misplaced apostrophe. In Land's End, the clothing company. (laughs) Right? So here's the deal, you know, because it really should be L-A-N-D apostrophe S. Yes. End, 
not s apostrophe anyway that's a typo and the fledging <gasps> company couldn't afford to reprint everything that went out and so it's just spelled that way to this just day went with it wow just embraced okay. it <laughs> you know i think the sport competitive eating mm. yes instead of using that phrase to describe a sport I think that really describes nature in general. <laughs> you can make a case for that. I can I see could, it. I would make a case for that. So there you go. I think the person who said, don't sweat the small stuff. And the guy who said, it's the small things that really count must mm-hmm. have led really different lives. Apparently. Yeah, apparently so. MasterCard and Visa were originally not-for-profit ventures who barely covered their operating expenses in the first several years of existence. Ma, oh ma. And today they are trillion-dollar clearinghouses. <laughs> yes, they are. For merchants and consumers. Oh, so there the you go. tables have turned. Okay. For, yeah. for some profit. Some profit is happening there. <laughs> Carla, have you ever wondered why we put signs like the dollar sign before the number, but we put the percentage sign after them? Um, I have never wondered why, but I have observed that to be yes. Do you know why? No, I don't. I've just, oh. <laughs> it just struck me the other day to go, I wonder why we, what's the deal? Why don't we put like everything after or everything before? Because... One one tenth of a hundred dollars, you know, dollar sign one hundred is a dollar sign ten and a percent. Like, oh. I know. Oh. I know. Hey, Carla, okay. do you know the difference between ignorance and apathy? Um, I don't know, and I don't care. Yes, yeah. that is that is the, that is the right answer. Okay then. <laughs> Okay. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. This is the last Monday that we'll be going through Richard Foster's Celebration of Discipline as we look at the discipline of celebration. St. Augustine once said, the Christian should be an alleluia from head to foot. Now that echoes the idea that as followers of Christ, our entire being should resonate with praise and joy. The practice of celebrating spiritually guides us into a perpetual jubilee of the Spirit. It's about rejoicing in the goodness and greatness of God. Celebration isn't a standalone act. Rather, it emerges as the culmination of various spiritual disciplines, all working in harmony in our lives. The ultimate aim of the disciplines is to foster a profound shaping of our character, resulting in the holy habits that are all manifested through the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, to bring about us, in us, the character of Christ. And that character formation brings balance. It diminishes the hold that negative emotions like anger and bitterness and deceit have on us. Its impact is evident in our relationships, or it should be with our spouses, our children, our co-workers, neighbors, friends, even, according to Jesus, our enemies. 
when our lives are deeply rooted, conformed, and transformed into Christ-likeness, celebration becomes a natural outflow. No longer do we undermine the work of God. Instead, we joyfully celebrate His goodness in us and around us. The celebration is more than just attitude. It is an active engagement with life. Laughing, singing, dancing, playing. The psalmist vividly describes joy-filled celebration of God's people with instruments and loud clashing cymbals. Celebration, according to Richard Foster, is central to all of the disciplines. Quote, Without a joyful spirit of festivity, the disciplines become dull, death-breathing tools in the hands of modern Pharisees, end quote. Wow. The challenge is for us to move beyond reserved response and genuinely celebrate life's moments, letting celebration fuel our journey through both struggles and trials. So to bring about celebration in our lives, Foster suggests several steps. I'll list a few of those here today. One, singing and dancing. Seriously, embrace the childlike joy of just making noise. Letting yourself go. Remember, God is a God of joy. And celebrating this truth can lift us in challenging moments. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, I've seen people lose all their inhibitions and celebrate at sporting events. We have something better and eternal worth celebrating. Two, laughter. Look, recognize the importance of laughter. Jesus himself brought humor into his teaching. So embrace it. Don't be afraid of playfulness and don't take yourself too seriously. Let go of the burden of always having to sound profound. I will tell you one of my most favorite sounds on this earth is the sound of Marcy's laughter. And I think it is no accident that her laughter remains unaffected by all the aphasia and her ability to communicate. Three, imagination and creativity. And best time in using your imagination and creativity, even if it feels unproductive. You know, and if you struggle to know where to start, then celebrate the creativity of others. Explore art and poetry. Explore art and poetry. Foster reminds us, when I have deliberately carved out the time to get lost in someone's story, I have found it so life-giving. Now, am I learning something from that time? Not particularly, but I am resting and lost in someone else's creativity. And number four, family events. We just had Thanksgiving. Christmas is going to come up. But use family celebrations and occasions not only to go through the motions, but to genuinely celebrate who a person is to you and the contributions that they make to the family. Be intentional about family times as an opportunity for celebration. And five, cultural celebrations. Look, take advantage of cultural celebrations. I mean, we are in the Advent season right now. 
Christmas, it's well known. We're going to celebrate it. But let's don't lose what we're really celebrating. And let's also make things like Easter and Pentecost just as big a deals worth celebrating. Make occasions significant events in your lives. I think as Christ followers, we should be known for what we celebrate and why we celebrate. Can you imagine if Christians were recognized for their joyous celebrations, reflecting the ultimate reason for our faith? Celebration is one of those things that does not diminish with use. Rather, it multiplies. Celebration begets more celebration. Joy begets joy. Laughter begets more laughter. I personally have found times of genuine celebration to have the potential to bring healing and wholeness. And it will bring that same healing and wholeness to entire communities. So let's celebrate. As always, I'm going to put Foster's recommended scripture readings to focus on celebration in the show notes. And I will ask everybody to do that podcast thing. Please rate this podcast, review it, help me promote it, share it with your friends. Again, I'm always honored that you have chosen to spend a little bit of your time with me on the daily grind. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow on another episode. Father, help us embrace the discipline of celebration. Let us allow it to infuse joy and authenticity and a sense of festivity into our lives. We have so much to celebrate because you chose us and you have given us new life and life abundantly and eternally. Thank you, sir.